podcast where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm Tyler Chisholm. Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, episode number 41, which is brought to you with support from People's Bank, a locally owned and operated independent community bank since 1921. For a higher level of service for all of your banking needs, visit the team at their flagship branch right here in downtown Everett at 2702 Colby. So Tyler, how you doing? I'm sore today. I helped uh, Marion Martin from Oliver Elf Army move this weekend. So they moved from the Eastmont neighborhood to uh, North Everett on Hoyt. A really cool kind of old craftsman home. But for some reason I got stuck with like all the appliance lifting. Like like washer dryer up like really kind of like narrow basement stairs and then washer dryer, the other washer dryer down the stairs. So I'm feeling it. But it was a good time. I'm glad they're in North Everett. Yeah. yeah, that's exciting. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah, the sun's been out the last couple of days. That's always been nice. And, you know, I wanted to share a, a little bit um, our conversation we had recently about our decision about opening a co-working space in Everett. Some of you guys might remember a while back we put out a survey. We were thinking about possibly opening a space in downtown Everett, and we've ultimately decided that It's not really the right time for us. Um, It seemed like a really cool idea, but we just have so much stuff going on. And honestly, it just seemed like it was just going to be more work than we would be able to put into it right now. It was going to be hard to um, probably really make it profitable. And um, so just wanted to update. I know a few of you guys have, have asked me about it. Yeah, so just wanted to update you guys on it. If anyone else out there is interested in opening a co-working space, um, I'd be more than happy to share um, kind of what we learned in, in doing research about it. Um, I, I do think it's a it's a great concept, um, but yeah, not not the right time for us. So uh, we we got plenty uh, plenty of things going on keeping us busy these days. So, anywho, yeah, totally. That's, yeah, I don't know if you had anything you wanted to add to that, Tyler, but... Uh, no, nothing to add. I think you covered it all. Um, real quick, if you're not familiar with Live in Everett, in addition to this weekly podcast, we also do uh, weekly videos. Uh, we send out a jam-packed weekly newsletter uh, through email. Uh, we maintain an active blog and an events calendar. You can learn more about what we do at www.liveineverett.com. And real quick... Another special thing we're doing uh, this month only, we're voting on Everett's best date spot. Uh, you can vote over on the website at liveineverett.com slash Evie. And hey, that way, at the end of the month, when we crown the winner, you could have uh, maybe a good place to go out for Valentine's uh, dinner. But what about if you're alone and nobody loves you and you're by yourself? Yeah, like me. <laughs> like Henry? <laughs> well, Henry can still go out to a nice Valentine's He just dinner. has to go with his mom. Yeah, there you go. Take your mom. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so today we have a good friend of mine on the show. Uh, the Matson train keeps on rolling this week. Uh, last week we had local artist Kimberly Matson, and this week we have her husband, local maker Josh Matson, on the show today. Uh, Josh creates beautiful handmade wooden journals, sketchbooks uh, under the name Book Grain Journals. And uh, we're stoked to talk to him about his craft today. Before we jump in, we want to take a quick sec to uh, a quick sec. Is that how it's said? A quick second to uh, so. <laughs> give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Mazatlan Mexican Restaurant. 
Mazalan has daily happy hour from 3 to 7 and 9 p.m. to close. They also have an awesome Sunday brunch. Um, seriously, Garrett and I went there and got stuffed on the Sunday brunch. Uh, they're located in downtown Everett at 1325 Pacific Ave. Uh, find them online at www.themazatlanmex.com slash Everett. Boom. So, <laughs> Josh, it's funny because I've known you and your wife, Kim, for so long, but I, I've, I've, I've known you guys for so long. Like, I think of you as Josh, but I feel like I still have to ask you, though, like Josh or Joshua. Uh, actually, um, since 2014, I've been going by Joshua, oh my but goodness. you See? can call me Josh, See, but I, I do I, prefer Joshua. Okay. Yeah. Joshua, you ready to jump in? Yes, I am. All right. Yeah. That's new because Kim Burley, who was on the podcast, I always call her Kim or Kimbo, but now you're Kimberly and Joshua, which is, you know, it makes sense. You start getting, <laughs> uh, you know, into your thirties and you got to start thinking about the adult version of your name and things like life insurance and whatnot. So I get it. <laughs> You're so grown up. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua. So why don't you give us a little backstory um, on uh, just when you first moved to Everett? I moved to Everett in 2010. Um, I had a little contact with Everett before that because I went to Everett Community College. I'm alumni. Uh and that was in 2004 and 2005. So uh, I got a pretty good sense even even then that Everett, North Everett, especially, I got to say, uh, was pretty special. <clears throat> hmm. Nice. Is that is that what attracted it you to it was just you you liked kind of what you saw here? Uh, that was that was that was a a, a a beginning point. Yeah, I think the water. I've always been attracted to the water, and and thought that at some point in my life I wanted to live by the sea, especially where there was boats and and sailing. So, um, yeah, that and then the people. I just I became friends with uh, with uh, you guys and uh, a number of other people in North Everett, and finally decided yeah, I want to move here. You guys were, uh, Joshua and Garrett, you were roommates at one time, right? We were, yeah. We we did live together. Have we for... ever, ever talked about The Rock <laughs> on this podcast or The Rockefeller House? Yeah, The the Rock, I don't think we have. The Rockefeller House is a trip because it's a group of young single dudes and it has been going now for over a decade. Oh, yeah. I believe. I mean, I don't know how many different guys have lived there over the years now. But, yeah, we lived there together for I don't know how many years. Yeah, yeah, at least uh, maybe two. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. a good good couple of years. We used to have yeah. breakfast together every morning. And actually, when I first got into real estate was when you, Joshua, were kind of getting into more of a entrepreneurial role. Yeah. And so we made sure every morning the agreement was... We both had to be at the breakfast table by 8 a.m., or else we had to go wake the other person <laughs> up and get him out of bed. Uh, I deeply remember that. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> it, was, it was good practice, you know, when you, when you got to be your own motivator and, and get things going for yourself. So that's, that's the first step. You got to get out of bed, get the day going. So yep, yep. It was, it was a good help. <laughs> but why don't you tell us how you first came up with the idea for uh, Book Grain? Yeah, I um, I saved up some money and I resigned from my kind of formal work position, and I had 
a lot of just kind of creative energy at that point and I just wanted to kind of spend a year or so exploring that and so I was living at the rock and I just uh, every day I, I did a lot of reading but um, also just thinking about what what would what where could I pour all of this energy what could I pour into where could I pour it and um, I, I loved working with wood and I loved books and um, it was just kind of this slow evolution uh, where one day I kind of said man I wonder if I could design uh, a book binding I don't I don't know anything about book binding but I wonder if I could design something because I feel like what I'm looking for doesn't really exist yet and that's kind of a book that has the lay flat quality of the spiral bound notebook but the aesthetic of a regular book um, I mean a regular book you open it up and you kind of got to push the pages down but it's it's gorgeous because yeah there's you don't have that spiral going through the spine um, and on the other hand a spiral notebook you just love it because it lays flat and it does what you want but it's just got that negative space right through the center of the page and I know some people probably maybe don't think about that but to me it, it was a detail that I thought could be improved upon so for our listeners who haven't seen the these books paint the picture a little bit and, and tell us about them yeah so the journals have a lot of personality uh, because they're made from wood wood cover a wood spine and uh, all kinds of wood, redwood, ponderosa pine, uh, walnut. We have, um, I've used um, mahogany, African mahogany. Uh, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Basically, it, as long as the wood isn't too soft, uh, I'll probably try and make a journal out of it. And um, I think I, I've got, I've made at least... Uh, I've used at least 10 different types of woods to make make the journal. Uh, they range in size from like uh, something that could fit in your pocket to uh, a regular kind of paper size book, even larger than that, 8 by 10 kind of a sketchbook size. And um, I try to pick, uh, be really intentional about picking um, wood pieces that have a little more flair, a little more energy a little more uh, um, just kind of personality so for example some of the wood covers have like knots in them where a tree branch used to grow yeah I love those ones yeah yeah and um, um, some of them have um, a live edge so the actual bark of of the tree is still kind of on, on it and the cool thing about those is you can see there's in every tree there's what's called the heartwood and the sapwood and they each create a kind of different color um, so I brought a black walnut journal in with me that has um, the heartwood and the sapwood on it so it's just you it's like looking at a, one of these wood journals you you're really looking you're looking into a tree and um, I think that's just kind of a special um, type of housing for ultimately what's going to hold your thoughts or your drawings or quotes or whatever whatever you decide to put into it 
Very cool. And when did you, you first started this and what was it like 2013-ish, 2014? Yeah, 2013 is uh, when everything started coming together. 2014 is when I had my first sale. Uh, someone approached me and said, I want 10 of these. And I said, whoa. It's <laughs> a nice first sale. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't really have a background in woodworking, did you? Uh, no, but uh, it does run in the family. My dad is a woodworker and he... Um, he actually has a wooden boat podcast hooked on wooden boats and um nice yeah yeah like yeah. father like son yeah. <laughs> yeah so i have many memories of my dad building boats in the, in our garage and so i think I, I think something about wood resonates with me so where does the wood come from and then how do you actually make these yeah some of the wood i buy and um some of the wood I get reclaimed. So even here in town, Elpison Wood has been kind enough to donate me a lot of their wood scraps, um, which I've turned into into journals. Um, I also have a friend down in the Linwood area who, who works in construction, and sometimes he brings me uh, pieces of wood. Um, so I might get like a wood slab and then of course it needs to be cut up into thinner pieces. So you use a circular bandsaw to do that and then I'll sand it down and finish it, drill the holes, cut the paper. Um, I mean, it really begins pretty raw and, and, uh, before it turns out into this nice journal. Should I tell, um, people about the the video that we made a couple years ago yes please i wasn't sure if you were still you know i know your process has probably evolved a little bit but yeah one <laughs> of our very first videos we ever produced on live and everett i just looked back at it today it was november 2015 uh -huh. uh, we actually made a, a video where i showed josh's process in in his uh, laboratory where he he builds them out and uh, it's a, a pretty insightful little like two th three minute video and uh, so we'll have to post a, a link to that um, in the, the notes for the podcast if you guys want to check that out and get more of a visual behind-the-scenes look at, at how Josh uh, makes these. So are there any, like, uh, journals that stand out, like anything that you've made over time? Oh, yeah, there's been a few um, that I was like, I don't know if I can sell this. I just want to keep it. And so usually what I'll do is I'll put the price up honestly a little bit uncomfortably <laughs> high and kind of hope it doesn't sell and I'm amazed they always sell and whenever they do I'm like oh you're buying one of my favorites and but yeah there there's some pretty special ones that, that come out so what are the price points yeah uh, anywhere from 20 to a hundred dollars depending on the wood and the size and the rarity of the wood and uh, the stock market I feel like journals are one of those <laughs> things. <laughs> Woodstock, Woodstock market. Uh, I feel like journals are one of those things that always kind of like, unless you're Garrett and you buy those like 89 cent spiral bound notebooks. I don't pay 89 cents for those. That'd, that'd be too much. <laughs> what do you pay? I don't know. They're like 49 cents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Garrett's. So the journal that I always get, they're um, Baron figs, you know, and they're like yeah. 20 bucks or something like that. Yeah. So. Like, but what sets your journals apart from like Moleskines or Baron Fig or Garrett's mm -hmm. eight forty nine cent spiral bound uh, yeah. delights? Yeah, um, I I think there's it's kind of twofold, practical and then kind of the more mystical side. So the practical side is that they're refillable. So 
Um, you could drop them off at my shop here in North Everett, or you could mail them to me, and you could kind of theoretically have a lifelong journal, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, then the kind of more mystical side is that I think that um, I really try and start um, a poem, you could say, when I make the journal. So um, my hope is that when it gets to you, it's already kind of charged up with this poetic energy that's just waiting to be released in the unique way that um, the individual uh, uh, kind of their personality can come out in, in, in the poem in a really warm and invitational way. Um, yeah, I kind of like to think that the journals are like a home for for beautiful thoughts and so uh, I'm like kind of like maybe a ground construction crew for just you know getting getting the ball rolling on that but what if they weren't a home for beautiful thoughts maybe it was like what if the journal's experience Uh was okay hypothetically speaking somebody gets a call their kid is in the hospital and they have to write down the kid's hospital room number in the journal while they're panicking to go out the door yeah how do you feel about that? Well, I think I think that is a poem. That's a even. I mean, I'm really using. I'm gonna try to make some make Josh like <laughs> not be beautiful and poetic for a second about his journal. <laughs> no, I I, I tell because it's obviously a lot of money to pay for a journal, a lot more than most people have ever encountered, and so I, I do from time to time get people who are like, "Well, I'd love to own one, but I don't think I could ever write in it." And I say, well, you know, don't worry about it. Like, if you want, I'll scribble on the first page. And people, ah, you know. <laughs> but uh, I really, I really uh, want people to know, like, eh, just, just write in it, write it down. Don't, don't think about it. Don't worry about it. Um, but just, just start. And if it's a phone number, if it saves the day, if you want to sketch your cat, like, that's great. What if it was a dialogue between that outside wood? <laughs> and the pages talking about what it feels like to be dead trees. Well, now that you've mentioned that, I expect you to write that one. And you can have that one that you're touching right there if you write it. So I love that they're refillable. But then if somebody refills it, they still have their old pages. Mm-hmm. And then what do they do with the old pages? I guess they would like string them together or something. So, yeah, you got two options there. You can just keep them as a loof loose leaf kind of pamphlet or you could have me rebind those as well on like a simple card stock um uh, or other wood i mean leather whatever you wanted really yeah makes sense and then we did a little interview with you on the live and everett blog last year and you mentioned you didn't have a car or a phone are you still, uh, you've, you've got both now, actually, don't you? I do. I do oh, have man. a car and I have a phone. Welcome yeah. welcome to the modern world. Yeah, it's pretty strange. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were carless probably longer than almost anyone I, I know. I mean, you, how many years did you not have a car yeah, or phone for? 2013, so about, about four years, okay. maybe a little shy. And yeah, we, we asked uh, Kimberly about this last week, but how did you find uh, navigating Everett without a car? Um, I It was just like something that gets easier over time. Um, you just get kind of used to 
what's hard about it and what's easy about it and um you get better at it um it becomes just kind of a more of a mentality but i would i, I think overall north everett is really uh or everett um i i mean i biked and bust i walked i uh, I think it did just about anything you could. I remember one time I went to the co-op um, with a backpacking backpack on my back because I knew I, I had ordered 25 pounds of whole wheat grain. <laughs> and I, I was like, well, hey, I'm going to get my workout today. And so I walked to the co-op, put my 25 pound whole wheat grain in my backpack and walked home. It was kind of fun. I feel like that's one of the most Josh, Joshua Matson stories ever, you know? <laughs> yeah. I walked to the co-op with my backpack and backpack to get 25 pounds of grain, which I then used my bicycle-powered mill to mill down and then turned it into a, the most wonderful, lively loaf of bread you can imagine. Are, are you still making bread at all? I still am, yeah. A yeah. Couple, couple loaves a week. Yeah, you used to be quite the prolific bread maker and deliver it around yeah, town. Yeah, I used to get it every Friday and, delivered yeah, yeah. via Josh Matson on his bike. Yeah, yep, I miss yep, that bread. Yep. I, I, I kind of had, I had this, uh, when I taught, when I, earlier when I mentioned that year of um, just trying to find an outlet for creative energy, uh, bread is something else that came out of that that year so i spent about a year trying to do both the bread business and the journal business and then ultimately decided i was just a little too spread thin so you went with the journals yeah yeah and if someone wanted one of these here journals where could they find one uh you could go to bookgrain.com or uh, you could maybe find me at the next Everett Makers Market, which is on, I believe, February 10th at the Scuttlebutt Tap Room. Nice. Yeah. I'll be DJing that. Oh, oh Henry, perfect. Henry will be DJing. Even better. Awesome. <laughs> have, have you been there yet? I haven't. No. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 They got a cool, cool thing going over there. Yeah. So we have some Everett questions that we ask all of our guests. And, uh, yeah, unless Tyler, you got anything else on the journals? Nope. Okay. Nothing on the journals. Cool. Let's, let's talk about, uh, that one place called Everett. So, uh, how have you seen Everett change since you've been here? Uh, I think, uh, in just kind of some practical ways to seen more construction happening. Um, and, uh, I don't, uh, the changes are, are, are subtle. Um, but I feel like they're positive overall. What do you think Everett's best kept secret is? You know, um, okay. So I will admit I did kind of have some forethought about this question. And I think the best kept secret is this little window of 10 days in the springtime, uh, at Grand Avenue park when the cherry blossoms are in like perfect bloom. Oh yeah. It is just like. I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand. It's, it's like a paradise. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. Leading up to this question, I've been looking forward to asking you this question. Cause I'm like, <laughs> of course, Josh is, Josh is going to have the most thoughtful and poetic answer. Right. And it's true. Those 10 days in the spring when the cherry trees are in bloom, it is remarkable. Is it really that narrow of a window? It's about 10 days. Yeah. It's so, it's so yeah. short. I mean, you can, you can blink and miss it and then it's just devastating. Yeah. And then during those 10 days you find yourself 
with a book in hand sitting in the shade of a cherry yeah, tree. And there's literally the, the, the lightest breeze going through the trees and the, the blossoms are just like tinkling down like snowflakes. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And that is a pretty magical time of year around yeah. here. I yeah. love it when those are out. Um, do you think Everett is misunderstood? And if so, why? Uh, I don't really think it's misunderstood, perhaps by people who are, are uh, a little ignorant uh, about it or don't want to understand it better. But um, yeah. Cool. That's fair. What do you think Everett needs, if anything? Um, I think Everett um, could use more bread makers. I'm so happy that Choo Choo Bakery is now in town and pumping out um, loaves of old world bread. Um, but I think uh, I think every town could use a few bakers. Nice. Uh, what is your greatest hope for Everett's future? Um, hmm. I think... Uh, uh, I have a friend who travels to Europe, and he he told me that I don't know if it's the Netherlands, but um, there are a few towns in Europe where biking is so the main stream that you, there's more bikes on the road than cars. And I know that's a pretty that's a pretty big dream, but if there are more bikes on the road than cars in Everett, I think it would just be so awesome. Have you met Brittany and Tyler Rourke yet? No. I feel like you guys need to be friends. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah. So, so they recently started like Bikes, Everett. chickens, gardening, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're like the same people. Yeah, the, the, the Rourkes recently started uh, an Everett bike walk group, and mm-hmm. they're currently doing meetings, I believe, once a month over bike at the walk? co-op classroom. Is that what it's called? Bike walk group? Well, I think that's what it's called on Facebook. I think technically, I think I believe the official name is like the Everett Non-Motorized Transportation Group. Mm. But sometimes I see it listed as like the Everett Bike Walk Group. <laughs> gotcha. Um, <laughs> okay. So okay. anyways, uh, yeah, I, I feel like you guys need to become friends. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Did um, you drive or ride your bike here today? You know, I got dropped off. I carpooled. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. You good. get some brownie points for carpooling. <laughs> All right, let's play a game. Uh, we play a game called Fast Favorites. Okay. Uh, you got 60 seconds to answer uh, five questions. If you do, you'll win a prize. Uh, I'll watch the clock, Garrett, if you want to answer or ask the questions. All right. Ready, Josh? I'm ready. Ready, Tyler? Born ready. Rock and roll. Joshua, where's your favorite place to eat? Uh, Woodfire Grill. Favorite place to drink? Uh, probably at home with the best bottle of wine I got. Favorite place to watch the sunset? It's going to be Grand Avenue Park between the two big sequoia trees. Favorite word to describe Everett? Um, not that word, but, uh, you know, hmm, sparkling. Favorite thing to do when you have free time? Take my Irish Peterson pipe and some Latakia tobacco. Go to Grand Avenue Park during that 10 window, 10 day window of the spring blossom and uh, just watch the sunset. There you go. Sorry, that answer was too long. I put you just over <laughs> 60 seconds. No. <laughs> Ooh, our first person to that's ever gonna, be That'll teach you for being poetic. 
Yeah. And thoughtful. Well, I'm, I'm proud just, to be the first one. I'm just kidding. No, no, you totally got it. Under 60 seconds. All right, you get to pick uh, one prize out of the bag of mystery. Okay. Get to reach your hand in there. Okay. The beige bag of mystery. Ooh. Ooh. Some uh, founders postcards. Oh, yeah. Made by Elizabeth Person. Awesome. Set, set a six in there. Nice. Congrats. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, good good job on the on the game. Um and thanks for being here. Yeah, you're um, welcome. Before we let you go, any asks of our audience or uh once again maybe let people know where they can find you on the interwebs. Yeah, yeah. Um my website is www.bookgrain.com. Um I really want people to know that the 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 I'm just as much as being a, a bookmaker, I'm about encouraging people towards uh, to have a beautiful mindset, and I think that my journals are, can be a kind of a platform towards just finding more of your beautiful thoughts, which I just really believe are are in ev- in everyone, and it might just take a little bit of practice to to n- nurture them out. Yeah, when I do awesome. think of the embody like like. Um, slowing down and being mindful and living from a thoughtful, uh, like living at the right pace and the right mindfulness, which I never do. And I never have done. I'm always doing too many things. And I'm always spread super thin. You're always the, like the person that comes to mind of like oh. how to do that. Well, it's like, what would Josh do in this situation? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just admire the heck out of you and oh, love everything you, you do, man. Yeah. So uh, maybe you need a maybe you need a journal, Tyler. You got to start journaling. I don't have time for journaling, man. You know, (laughs) (laughs) just just that's a joke. Dictate it to Siri and she'll write it down. Yeah, she gets it wrong all the time, though. (laughs) I'll be she'll be like, I don't know. You want pumpkins from the co-op? And I'll be like, no, set a 9 a.m. reminder for the dentist. And uh, (laughs) that's how it goes with me and Siri. But anyway, um, thanks for being here again, Joshua. And thanks, everybody, for hanging out for the Live in Everett podcast. We would love to hear from you. Send us feedback or tips, recipes, or whatever you want. Drop us a line at podcast at liveineverett.com. And we we may read your comments on our next show. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate the show. It helps us a ton. And you can keep up with all the good things happening around Everett by subscribing to our free weekly newsletter uh, that we send out called The Weekly Goodness. It goes out every single Monday. It's packed full of upcoming events, our latest podcast and videos of the week, and a recap of what's new on the blog. And you can subscribe for free to The Weekly Goodness over on the website, liveineverett.com slash subscribe. Thanks again, Joshua, for being here today. A special thanks to Oliver Elf Army for the theme music and also welcome to North Everett, Oliver Elf Army. A huge thanks to our producer, Henry J., which, by the way, you can catch Henry's radio show, The Stereo Wire, every Friday night at 8.30 p.m. on 90.7 KSER. Uh, It is America's most average radio show. And uh, good things happen in Everett because of you. Uh, So thanks so much for listening and being a part of our wonderful city. Have a great week, everybody. This is why we're Everett till the grave.